Welcome to Be Dead Source, your home for Astro World. My name's Nathan, your most uh, Travis Scott does not seem like a good guy host. <laughs> My name's Andy, your ragiest host. And I'm Pat, your sicko mode host. Nice. Am I using that right? I don't. Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this is a mini. Uh, so we have uh, 30 minutes from the time I said, and welcome to Beat a Dead Source. Uh, so let's get into it. We're talking about uh, the, uh, is there an actual name for this thing? Astro, Astro World. Astro World Festival. Yeah. And if you haven't heard about this thing, you're probably living under a rock. So thank you for listening to Beat yeah. a Dead Source. But here's <laughs> the thing that happened. So um, yeah, essentially there was a concert. And far too many people crowded into this concert, resulting in nine deaths and uh, by cause of crowd crushing, which is just absolutely insane. Now to the breaking news out of Houston. Eight people dead, 13 remain hospitalized after a stampede last night on a music festival hosted by rapper Travis Scott. An estimated 50,000 people were in attendance. Eight families are searching for answers after their loved ones were killed in a crowd surge at the Astroworld Music Festival in Houston. Victims aged between 14 and 27. Dozens were injured. Three remain in hospital. Rapper Travis Scott, who was performing at the time along with the organizers Live Nation, are under intense scrutiny over how this tragedy played out. Yeah, so this, it, so the, it's called Astroworld Festival. It's apparently a festival that is hosted by uh, a rapper by the name of Travis Scott, Scott right? Yeah. Yeah, Travis <laughs> yes. Scott, who is a person I have, that I, I learned about in the this story. Um, I did not, I was not aware of his existence prior to this. But so. he, is, he is very famous. and He is apparently very, very popular to the degree that he can host a giant music festival where tens of thousands of people attend. Yeah, and so he is very famous. Uh, there's apparently a lot of people in Houston, Texas, that wanted to get into this concert, some of which who didn't even have tickets. Uh, Texas is also very populous and very large. Yeah, yeah. Very big state. But, I mean, people came from all over the country to get in there. Um, it was held in in Houston. Uh, but, but people were there from all over the country. And nine of them uh, didn't make it back. So... So let's um, talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I, here's, here's what I've learned about this. Um, or about... So, so Travis Scott specifically is a particularly um uh violent entertainer in the sense that like he he encourages this kind of stuff in his show in his concerts um and and that's not so outrageous i mean moshing mm-hmm. is a very old activity uh one in which i myself engaged in many a time in my younger days my eyes are dim, I cannot see. My legs are old and bent, my ears are grizzled. Um, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm joking around a little bit, but like, it's, that's, it's, it's not uncommon that 
you know, music, musicians encourage the crowd to get kind of violent during the show. It's well, the, But the thing about moshing is it has rules. You know, like when you step True. into a mosh pit, you, you know that there are edges to that mosh pit. And if you step back out, you're not going to get attacked. You, you know the way – like that has been happening for a long enough time. And the people in that mosh pit respect the rules to a certain extent. Uh, that is not the kind of thing that Travis Scott has traditionally done. His uh, his calls for violence, and I want to be clear, I know of Travis Scott sort of the way you did, Andy, because of this incident. I was not a fan before. I'm certainly not a fan now. Um, yeah. But it, I have seen, because of this incident, a lot of people have been releasing information about stuff that he has done in the past. And uh, I can I can go over a few of those examples in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let me just really quickly finish up about the how the crowd works. There, there are the, the Travis Scott does seem to have. It's not your traditional mosh pit, right? Um, from all accounts, and again, I have never been to one of his shows, so I cannot verify this, but. By all accounts, um, it, it it's a lot more chaotic at his shows than at, in a traditional mosh pit where, like you say, there are there are rules. It's a it's a it's something that people have been doing for decades, and and they know what to do. And you know, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they have a rule book at every bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but there's another sort of difference. Before we get to how you, uh, before you get to how he eggs them on, another important right. difference. I mean, is he's there? His fans specifically um, are call themselves or he call it whatever ragers. They're, that they have this whole nickname for it. Like it's a, it's not just a thing that you do at their show. It is like the central. I guess point to his music, maybe I'm not really sure. Again, I never listened to a single song of his, whatever. But like, um, they, it is um, an amplifying effect. Um, so, and and speaking of amplifying effects, um, he really feeds into it himself during the shows, and and you had a couple good, really good examples of that. Yeah, so, again, just stuff that I've seen over the last few days. So, the first thing that started coming out after this happened was people started posting uh, videos of different performers who do this well. Where, uh, at an Adele show, someone passed out and Adele stops in the middle of one of her songs and says, Hey, over here, like, everybody stop, make some room, medical uh, professionals, I need you over here. Um there, there is, uh, like at a Maroon Five show, at like basically like shows where the performers are human beings and are looking at the crowd and seeing if there are problems or not. That was the first thing that started coming out, and then the second thing I saw was a testimonial, just a, a short release from someone uh, who had been working security at one of his shows in the past, and. What happened was the crowd uh, started surging the security, and security pushed him back. One guy tried to get up on stage, and it was a security's guard, uh, security guard's job to protect Travis Scott. So he pushes the guy back in the crowd. 
Travis says this and uh, sees the sees this happen and tells the crowd to attack the security guards, like f*** them up, uh, which is apparently something that he likes to say a lot because there's another video of I don't know how this happened, uh, but I believe he lost a shoe. Somebody in the crowd takes it from him, and then he ends up getting it back, and then he tells the crowd, fuck him up, fuck him up, fuck him up, and tells the crowd to attack another person in the crowd. It's bad. There's uh, another incident where he uh, doesn't like what the crowd is doing and just calls them all uh, the F word, uh, a derogative term for homosexuals. He just seems like a real piece of shit. Like... He does not seem like a good guy who cares about his crowd in any way, shape, or form. Well, so I would like I mean, to so. talk a little bit about the the day of. So, um, twice before the Astroworld concert, the fire chief was going to inspect the venue before the concert, in anticipation of the concert, and was denied twice access to the venue by the chief of security. So that's that's kind of strike one. Strike two. <laughs> that's not good. You look at this picture, and I'll I'll link one for uh, the doobly doo. Um, the design of this venue is kind of crazy. So there's like a path through the middle that the performer can walk up and down, and then there's like on the left and the right, there's two like main standing areas, and then there's two like closer to the stage standing areas that you need like you need to get into uh that are kind of isolated and fenced off and this is where a lot of the trouble happened um because people were rushing the stage to get to those front areas the closest to the stage and uh just like the mass of people is what caused this crowd crush incident and then like the third strike that i want to talk about is security. So they had a lot of security. They had 530 Houston police officers and 755 additional private security people. That's a lot of off, you know, that's a lot of security presence. Right. But even considering all that, people before the concert started had broken down barricades People who were not ticket holders were entering the venue. There was just like a feeding frenzy of people trying to get into this venue. And I'm sure that they were way over capacity for whatever was meant for for that venue. Well, and I had read an article with one of the an interview with one of the security guards, and uh, he said that 
security and what they were supposed to be doing was incredibly unclear. So it sounds like maybe they had the numbers, maybe they didn't, but those people certainly didn't know what they were supposed to be doing. And welcome back to Fact Check. At this point, it seems incredibly obvious that security was unprepared for the event, but to confirm that, let's talk about Samuel and Jackson Bush for just a moment. Two men, an uncle and a nephew, say that the security company who hired them set them up for failure. They were never trained for any kind of crowd control or mass casualty event that happened here at the Astroworld Festival at NRG, and they had to witness people die from their injuries. As far as the training, there was no training. Plans was this. It wasn't executed the right way. The nephew and uncle claim they've been physically injured and permanently mentally scarred from the dead people they saw in the crowd as they tried to help them and others, but were given virtually no training by the security firm AJ Molino and Associates. So yeah, pretty infuriating. Anyway, let's get back to the show. So, take that how you will. And that also could just be that one security. Like, maybe that security guard didn't pay attention to the right meeting or whatever, but... (laughs) That's a lot of people uh, to coordinate, and if, like, they're not all on the same page, then you're going to have a cluster. Right. I also read an article from a nurse who had been in the crowd and was looking forward to seeing Travis Scott. Uh, She and her boyfriend had gotten up uh, towards the front of the stage and i think you mentioned the the countdown clock right uh i think that was in our pre-conversation but yeah let's just so, talk about it now yeah so at the concert a few I, I think a couple hours before travis scott goes on there's a countdown clock that goes up that starts counting down to when he's going to hit the stage and they decided they wanted to get they wanted to get up front they wanted to be able to see him well so she got there, and about half an hour before, she said she was getting pressed. Like, she couldn't couldn't breathe well half an hour before the concert started. And as it got closer and closer to time, she felt more and more enclosed. And to the point where a few minutes before the concert starts, she turned to her boyfriend and said, We have to get out of here. There, mm. This was not something that had you been paying attention and had you been in the right spot, that was not... Like, the people couldn't have told that there was going to be a problem. This was predictable, and it wasn't predicted because either people weren't in the right place or whatever happened. But this half an hour before the show started was already becoming a problem. And then you take those kinds of problems and you put Travis Scott, who has in the past told people to fuck up security and, you know like attack other people in the crowd and storm the stage and stuff like that. It is not good. Well, Uh, these, these, these types of crushes, they're not because like the crowd is, is angry or dumb or whatever. It's because of a lack of organization and a lack of, uh, foreknowledge. That's the thing. So, I mean, there, there were tons of security there. There were medic, medical tents there. Um, but none of it was really especially coordinated and um and it's not like any of these deaths were like Travis Scott said oh fuck this person up or or anything like that there was no mal- malice 
anywhere. People were just trampled, and no one... It, it was too jam-packed. It was too um, loud. It was, I mean, a fucking rap concert with 50,000 right. people there? 30,000? What was the number? I mean, well, that tens was, of thousands that was the total of people for the, there. That was the total for the festival. It was it's it's okay. impossible to tell how many people know. were in front of that but, stage at the time. But like what you're saying is exactly the problem, isn't it? It was too crowded, it was too loud, it was too people weren't paying attention the right way. There's footage of a woman having to climb up on stage mm-hmm. and like yelling at the uh at the videographers who are filming the concert saying, There's a dead woman down there. Stop the concert, yeah. stop the concert and them not stopping the concert. That's okay, we see real quick. Chase me, let's do it. Right, which which really circles around to the next point that I wanted to hit on is like who is responsible for this? And I think I think there are a couple of right answers. Like, I, I don't think it's limited to just one person in particular. But, um, like, easily we can say, like, you know, the producers, the organizers of this festival. But you also have to take a hard look at Travis Scott himself. There are a lot of situations that other musicians, other artists have been in where, you know, a person in the crowd gets knocked down or passed out and the performer stops the concert right in its tracks. You know, right. there, there's a couple of people who have the authority or the uh, bully pulpit to stop the concert. And the primary one of those is the performer who is on stage. Like, if they stop performing, like, that is the end of the concert right there. Um, there was something like 300 people who were injured. It was it was like this crazy number of people who were who were injured, and like they couldn't get the ambulances through to those people. And like this was all visible from the stage. You you couldn't miss what was happening. It's not like there was this blindness where um, you know you just can't see. Like he noticed at least one person in the crowd and said like security get that guy out of here but continued right. performing yeah. it's an ambulance in the crowd whoa, whoa, whoa. This stuff was like ongoing for an hour. Um, I, it, when Travis Scott came on stage, 
was when it really started to get like I think people started to get trampled and, and started to have problems. Um, it was I guess fifty two minutes in that Drake shows up, and it really takes off. But several people had already died by that point. Drake comes on stage and apparently as he uh, as he oh this is all right this is direct from an AP article. Scott and Drake shared the stage for 14 minutes until, alone again, Scott delivered a final song as the mountain behind him burst with color and fireworks rocketed overhead. Make it home safe, he yelled, before jogging off stage. Right, and so, there are pictures eight that... people... There are pictures that are taken from the stage where you can clearly see, like, emergency vehicles and people dancing on top of emergency vehicles that cannot get through the crowd as people die... And there was no problem of visibility of seeing that from the stage. Like, it's proven so, like, that you could have seen that from the stage. He, well, and, and in he fact, kept he on knew at one point that someone had... died. Yeah. What? He kept on performing after people had died. So it it's not clear that he knew anyone had died. It's not clear that he knew anyone mm. had died. But it is no. it is clear that he knew someone had passed out because he said something during that concert one, Once that again, point. I... I I have to disagree with you. If if he here's the thing, if he didn't know people had died, it's his own goddamn fault. People he, were he climbing on stage. People were climbing on stage and let staff know that people were dead in the crowd. If that okay. information to get didn't get uh, through to him, that is his fault. And I would say the other main uh, organization that's at fault is Live Nation is the people who have put on these shows in the past, they have multiple, multiple OSHA violations against them where other people have been hospitalized or killed at other uh, at other concerts that they put on, and clearly they don't know what the f*** they're doing. Well, but, well no, they... Travis, Scott doesn't get, Travis Scott doesn't get a pass for not knowing people were dead. If Travis Scott didn't know that people were dead, it's Travis Scott's fault. Well, they do have a lot of lawsuits coming down the pipeline, I'm sure. Yeah. In our Fame and Fortune segment today, artist Travis Scott now facing more than 300 lawsuits following his concert earlier this month that killed 10 people. Those lawsuits combined, by the way, totaling over $3 billion. Yeah. I mean, what? all right, just to be clear, like what I said is that it's not clear if he knew that someone had died. Right, and I but, I agree with you, but what I'm saying is, you know, the responsibility I, for that is on him. Well, I don't know necessarily about. I mean, part of it certainly, but like, I, there's uh, also like the people his, who didn't come his and start and tell him, like, uh, you know, there are plenty of people who could have walked out onto stage and said, "Travis, people are dying. We have to stop." Who see, did not? So see, like, I don't. He is I don't agree so, with your... you. Can't pin it solely on him for not knowing that, for I, not receiving information. I don't agree. I don't agree with your basic premise here, Andy. Just because of the view from the stage. So there are images that have come out. There's, uh, you know, a documentary that was being filmed during this concert, and you can see the bodies piling up. You can see that there are layers of people underneath. And other people that are standing on top of them. Like, 
I, it's it's really difficult to visually Pat, miss you've, that. You've performed, you've been on stage, you know very well mm. how very hard it is to make out details of the crowd while you're performing, and not to mention specifically how much a performer tries to avoid doing that uh, to to keep themselves from getting you know distracted or something like that. That's yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. It's that's his not fault. how that works. <laughs> That's that's where I'm going to land on this. It is all right. Nathan uh, just wants it, it, to it, screw it, him because he doesn't like him, well, which is well. I don't. Your, I don't like him brand. specifically brand, because of. So. I don't like him because of his actions. Like I didn't know him at all before this. Like, but I don't saying, like him because of who he is. I don't and like him either. This is right, but and this there's is plenty because, of. Uh, other blame to go around you you like absolutely you, I we can blame other people too I, like i said live nation is to blame there's a security guard that quit the morning of the show before it happened because he didn't have enough training because it yeah. wasn't clear enough he quit before the show started well, so but again there, it's also there, not definitely... Travis scott's job to train the security officers so like no, I'm you know, not, again, the organization like, no, I'm not, is there's whole for that, for chains sure. of command of people who didn't do their job well sure. along so, in this thing. I guess I guess what you thought I said was it's 100% Travis Scott's fault. That is not what I said. What I said was it is partially his fault. Right, and I but, I agree with you, but what I'm saying is you know the responsibility I, for that is on him. Well. I don't know necessarily about, I mean, part of it certainly, but like, I, there's uh, also like the people it's who his, didn't come and, start and tell him like, now that I, now that I think of it, maybe I did say it was all his fault. Uh, well, I take I, that back. no, I don't think it's, you said it was all his fault. It's a lot. It's a lot his fault. Yeah, you it's were like definitely more than 50% his fault. You were putting I a think lot it can on be... him. And to be honest, like when a, when a person... Like, when a performer is organizing a festival like that, generally, like, they're not involved, really, with much other than figuring out what songs they're going to sing. Like, yeah, no, he just had to look. He just had to look out in the crowd. He needed well, but, to, and, like, and again, pay attention to people climbing so, up on the stage and saying people are dead. So, I and, just want to... Like, and, and you're right, and you're, not, and you're not wrong. Like, the people on that stage, like, if the drummer had seen it, if... The guitarist had seen it. If uh, the I, DJ, I guess, had seen it, I, I haven't really paid attention to, to who was on the stage at the time. Yeah. But like, it was everybody's responsibility to see what was happening, and any one of them could have stopped the performance at any time. But right. it's his name, and it was his responsibility, and it, it would have been the easiest for him to have stopped the show. I, I mean, so here's here's, let me just say a couple things here really quickly because I just want to clarify because like I first of all I am not trying to defend Travis Scott I don't like the guy he seems like a scumbag and um and he did at one point in the show stop say oh someone's passed out over there and then continued the show so that tells us two things first of all it tells us that he was aware that so someone had passed out he may have seen other people um, who also looked passed out and assumed that they were getting attended to since there was an ambulance out in the crowd and stuff like that. I don't think that that's necessarily unreasonable for him to think that. However, I think it's completely unokay. Unokay? It's completely not okay for him to have not have <laughs> just stopped the show and been like, alright, we have people passing out. 
that's not good. We need to stop for a second and get this taken care of. Um, but it also means, and also, you know, the, I want to just be clear that, like, it's not, uh, being a performer up there with the lights the way they are, with the, the, the um, monitors, speakers pointed back at you, performing on stage, blasting your own music back at you, like, it is very, very, very hard to see and hear things from the audience, and a performer avoids making you know, making eye contact with the audience and and listening and looking at the audience I, now that I does guess, not mean difference. that does not mean that he at no point could have realized that hey some it's going down and I need to stop because mm. he should have 100% but i just i want to like be clear about for a performer they're generally try they're specific uh, performers are trying to specifically not pay attention to what's going on in the audience so i i know i will in say this i case, think it is I think not oh, there's no way that he should have not seen it was going down and he needed to stop right that, that absolutely should have happened in this case but but in I, general I, I when someone's say, passing out like when adele stopped her show you mentioned that earlier like she stopped her show because someone passed out like that's really honestly it's kind of surprising that she saw that that person passed out it's She's a good yeah, person she was paying for attention. stopping her show when she did see that. Travis is a shitty <laughs> person for not stopping his show when he saw that. But like, Be- it's, so, it's not necessarily easy to notice that sort of thing. Before we wrap, I really want to get into: Did anyone watch the apology video? No. So, so he's got oh, an no. apology video in which he never says the words "I'm sorry." Um, he covers, like, my prayers go out to the so, families of those impacted by what happened at Astroworld Festival. Houston PD has my total support as they continue to look into this tragic loss of life. So, he doesn't... He doesn't have an apology video, then. He has an explanation video. Yeah, I suppose. An explanation or, video. So, he, he never takes responsibility. Video. Yeah, a PR video. He never takes responsibility for what happened. He never says, I'm sorry for what happened. And additionally, like, it's been pointed out by multiple commentators that his attitude is less sad and more like just somebody who is really annoyed at having to do a a press release. (laughs) Um like he he doesn't seem apologetic at all. He just seems like like this is another thing I have to do out of my day. Um, it and seems a lawyer very just on brand for him. Yeah, a lawyer just came up to me and told me I have to shoot this video, so I'm going to. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, if you mess up, like in our society, like it goes a long way if you just admit that you were wrong and say, like, you know, you're. It doesn't get you off the hook, but you know, say that you're not going to let something like that happen again. Um, but he he makes it sound like. Um, you know, the Houston PD is looking into this tragic loss of life like he doesn't know what happened at that point. Or as if there was, like, a fire or a shooting, like, some sort of, like, out-of-his-control event. Um, Wild. So, yeah. I mean, I that just struck me as as really tone-deaf. And um, there, there are a lot of commentators that have said, like, you know, it's it's the worst apology video ever. So we can link I mean, it in the doobly-doo. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So um, the moral this of terrible. this episode uh, is fuck Travis Scott. 
Yeah. <laughs> Fair I think enough. That's about where I'm at. And Andy, <laughs> I do want to say I totally uh, agree with like I I get your point of view, and I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I just think that there is a number of missteps that had to happen before this came up oh, uh, yeah. that make it his fault. So well, in a whole bunch of different ways. In the, especially, I mean, ultimately, in, in if, if nothing else, it's his festival, so he's responsible. Um, does that mean you know it, 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 that includes a wide variety of things he's responsible for, from um, you know hiring a shitty security team or or yeah um or you know not stopping the concert when he saw somebody passed out or you know whatever um yeah like there's a there's a range of things that are sort of varying degrees of his responsibility too like so here's what i would here's what i would say there's a different kind of different kind of responsibility of of I saw a person passed out and pointed it out and then continued my show versus like uh, I delegated to the wrong person and didn't realize it. Right. Well, and Live Nation can eat shit too. Sure. Um, sure but sure. speaking of eating shit. Uh, gross. Wait, it's a, Pat, it sounded like you wanted to say something. I had one more thing. So, so I fully believe that there can be more than one person who is 100% at fault. So if you... <laughs> If the three of us are standing in a room and there is a lit fuse going towards a bomb and none of us right. decide to stamp it out, I would say all three of us are 100% at fault. I would say all Absolutely. three of us There's... are 33.333% at fault. <laughs> when you take first aid uh, training, one of the things they tell you to do is don't say somebody call 911 point at somebody and say you call 911. Oh, right, yeah. there's and a diffusion of responsibility. Exactly. It's all of our responsibilities. It was everybody's responsibility on that stage, everybody's responsibility who had any ability to stop that from happening to have done it and they didn't. But here's what I'll say. Don't give Travis Scott another dollar of your money in any way shape or form. I'd say don't give Live Nation any more of your mm-hmm. money, but you know, don't give Texas any more you. of your money. Um and then I would also say, like, if you want a good show to go see, uh, you should go see the uh, I Need to Come Up with a Catchphrase uh, show. Hmm. It's uh, it's real good. Don't mess with Texas. I was going to say, they come see a live episode recording of Be the Dead Source. Anyway, uh, hopefully we gave you something to, I guess, think about this week. Love you, bye. Bye. Don't, don't mess with Texas. <laughs> don't, don't mess with Texas. Texas is a terrible place, and get no more money from <laughs> wow. any of us. It is hell. There, anyway, there are a lot of people who live there that would be very upset with you saying that. Any well, of our listeners who live in Texas, we love you, and we absolutely don't mean anything that Andy just said. Yeah, but you need to elect less shitty people. No, we mean it. It's just that there are also a few nice people in Texas.